Howdy, folks, and welcome to the tailgate. For those of you just joining us, we're on a road trip across America to uncover the mysteries behind tall tales, fairy tales, folk tales, fish tales, and urban legends, one interview at a time. We inherited a truck from our late Granny Mae, only to discover that the crystal, hanging off the rearview mirror, was more than just decorative. It's a thousand pendulum, leading us to the good folks behind the tales we all grew up with. With that, I'm Harrison, the Florida man. And I'm Aaron, the cheesehead. Today we come to you from the quaint little town of Abbeville, Alabama. Fun fact, Abbeville is a colonial settlement that predates even the state of Alabama itself, beginning as an outpost for early European settlers. I wonder if the folks from that earlier settlement have anything to do with that nightmarish image on the sign the town has out at its entrance. Uh, But before we get down to business, what are we drinking today, Cheesehead? Well... Today's brewskis are Shadowcaster, a porter by the aptly named Folklore Brewing and Meadery, brewed south of here in Dauphin. How about I give that bad boy a try? Ooh, yeah, mighty fine. Yes, yes. Now don't get me wrong, Florida man. I do appreciate lagers. I enjoyed the very occasional IPA. But porters, ooh. They're the sweet spot. And this one here is right up there with the best of them. You can taste the subtle notes of coffee and chocolate without it overpowering the rest of the drink. Well, better still, and you know what I'm going to say. They ain't skimp out on the alcohol neither, baby. Oh, they most certainly did not. Shadowcaster Porter sends a right hook to your taste buds with 7.5 ABV. Yeah, good find, man. Good find. Well, thank you, Florida man. Uh, Now back to that welcome sign you mentioned. I mean, yeah, you, you saw it. Oh, I, I meant to describe it for the sake of our listeners. <laughs> no, all right, description. Well, you come cruising along at night, and about the time you finally clear no man's land, you're greeted with a sign reading, Welcome to Abbeville, home of Hug and Molly, followed by a silhouetted image of some old hag chasing a frightened child. He's not joking. It is as creepy as it is hilarious. But you know what ain't hilarious? Investing years of time and money into a college degree only to end up working two part-time minimum wage jobs? I I, I think if you actually punched me in the face right now, it would hurt less. <laughs> but no, um, <laughs> what ain't hilarious? <clears throat> what ain't hilarious is our guest tonight, if that welcome sign has any indication. That sweet, terrified little boy running for his life? No, the phantom chasing the terrified little boy running for his life. Hugging Molly? Ah, jeez. This may be the first time I'm actually scared of meeting our interviewee, assuming she even arrives. Oh, I got no doubt she'll be here when she's good and ready. So, here we sit on the tailgate of the truck like live bait on a hook just waiting for a spooky specter to happen upon us. I mean, I pulled over on this curbside here, right where the dowsing pendulum led us. There ain't much more we can do but wait. There is one more thing we could do. Another beer? Ah, get out of my head. <laughs> one for you, and one for me. Cheers. Hey, hey, you look here. Dang, sorry. I didn't mean to offend you. No, no, you look here. Where I'm pointing. Down the road a bit. Just off the curb there. I see the general direction. You might be a teeny bit more specific. 
That tree by the side of the road a ways? Does that tree look like it's moving to you? Well, it's probably just the wind. Funny you mention it, Florida man, because there happens to be no wind right now. Yeah. No, you're right. Come to think on it. There ain't no wind. And... Hold up. That ain't no tree, neither. Well, it's gotta be, though, right? It stands over seven foot at least. You know any humans that tall? Ah, I think I'm just scaring myself. It's just a tree. It's just a tree. I'm telling it's you. It's just a... Ain't no tree. You know seven foot trees with wispy hair, eerie glowing eyeballs, and carry an open parasol? I'm gonna level with you. I'm not all too familiar with southern flora. Well, the answer is no, it's her. She's looking right at us. She's a... Oh, she's floating uh, right at us. Uh, Rather quickly. Christ almighty, run! <laughs> ah, she's gaining on us. Keep running, cheesehead. That's too late. She nabbed me. Save yourself. Hide my little pony plushies. The world doesn't need to know. What if I could, but... She got me too. Jumping Jesus. I think she's strangling us. Except she's just kind of wrapped tight around my waist like a bear hug almost. Actually, I think you're right. Why is she hugging us so damn tight? Ah! Why is she screaming in our ears? Are you guys doing a podcast? What? Come again? I was just wondering if you guys were doing, you know, one of those podcast things. I can't hear a gosh darn word anyone's saying. My ears are ringing so bad. Ma'am, you mind cutting us loose? I can't breathe. Don't mind the lick, sugar. There you go. <clears throat> oh, man. You all right, she said? Yeah, sure. At least they think so. Hey, let's regroup to the truck. Follow us, miss. Sure thing. So you must be hugging Molly from that sign out yonder. Oh, that's me, all right. I just love hugging all those youngins. And wouldn't you know, they just love me, too. Uh, I'm just curious what gave you that impression. They love playing their little games. Warms my heart right up the way they include me in their games of tag. I run up and hug their little necks and they just take off a hollering and having a good time. Well, that sure is one perspective. Anyway, pleasure to meet you, Miss Molly, and welcome to the tailgate. Do you partake? Is that alcohol? Why, young man, it's never too late for communion. Praise the Lord above. Oh, no, no, no. This is more for recreational use. Ah, I see. Well, then, that's mighty courteous of you, but I must decline. And don't you worry none. I'm not here to judge you for all these heathen acts, but you know that the good Lord will. <laughs> Yikes. At <laughs> <laughs> any rate, pleasure to meet you, but, uh... We do gotta work on that greeting of yours. <laughs> I haven't the slightest idea what you mean. You know, the running, screaming the high heavens, hugging folks with the constricting force of a coke snorting Bernie's python. Well, I declare! Here we just call that some good old southern hospitality. Ma'am, I'm familiar with the concept of southern hospitality, but you're a bit much. Have you ever considered maybe just toning it down just a tad? Because, I'm not going to lie, I was spooked out of my gourd having to run from a giant screeching specter. <laughs> Do you not greet people you are excited to see by running over and hugging their necks? Yeah, I, well, I mean, I do. It's not so much the actions themselves, I guess, as much as the... God, 
I don't know. How do I put it? Okay, okay, it's like this, ma'am. Imagine walking at night and stumbling across a big old bear. Now, unbeknownst to you, the bear's a friendly type and just wants to say hello. But his way of saying hello is by charging at you full force with his claws bare, roaring the high heavens. Now, how would you respond to something like that? Hmm. Why, with a big hug, of course. With a hug. I reckon I stepped right into that one. Different folks, different strokes. Yeah, strokes. Like what Hug and Molly just about gave me back there. You two have introduced yourselves like true gentlemen, and here I plumb lost my manners. My name is Hug and Molly, residential spirit of Abbeville, Alabama. Yeah, well, funny you should mention Abbeville, because I wanted to discuss your history a little bit. My research details a story that arose in the Columbus newspaper at the end of the 19th century. The paper recounted a series of encounters with a female ghost that is almost you to a T, only in Phoenix City, Alabama, not Abbeville. So I guess my question is, was that your first appearance or a different spirit entirely? I am a proud product of Abbeville, born, raised, and buried. The encounters in the Columbus papers could have been a banshee, perhaps. A good many of us Alabamians were Irish immigrants from the start. Perhaps the fairy spirit of the Banshee came to them to warn them of the approaching deaths, because there sure were plenty of them. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> what? So what you're saying is, you ain't from Phoenix City, you ain't no Banshee, and just what is your story? <clears throat> yeah, fill us with your story while we fill ourselves with what's left of this delicious beer. <sighs> Cheers to that. My story's from the turn of the century and begins just like every other story in Alabama, with a girl getting pregnant out of wedlock. What? <laughs> well, damn, Molly, I I don't think that's true. Hush and let old Molly talk. Now, this weren't just any girl got pregnant. She was a victim of tragedy, abused, lied to, and ultimately poisoned to death by the father of her child, the dastardly Mr. Borden. Also, she and the existence of the baby wouldn't be a burden on him no more. Ah, and you're the grieving ghost of the dead mother. Not so. All right, she's clearly the child of the dead mother, returned from the grave for vengeance to the man who'd done him dirty. Also not so. The mother in her death finally found peace, and the child was in fact a boy. The saddest little boy I ever laid eyes on. Poor dear, growing up parentless. I used to see the child lay across the mama's grave, weeping for hours on end. My heart went out to him. So you knew the family? If you think Abbeville is a small town now, imagine in the early 1900s. Everybody knew everybody then. Well, unlike the baby boy who perished prematurely, old Miss Molly here lived a long and happy life. I hugged the neck of every townsfolk and passerby a thousand times over, so sure as the night sky twinkles. That's something you take for granted. You know, most cities and towns, they've lit up too much to see the stars clear as this. Yeah, the night sky here truly is a beaut. Well, come to think of it, despite scaring the poop out of people, none of my research indicates that you ever actually killed or even harmed a person. Besides, maybe their eardrums. Why, I never... Why would you even say such a thing? I'd do hugs, not harm. Hey, someone should put that on a t-shirt. Uh, I guess one of the pieces of uh, this puzzle lost... Sorry. 
Sorry. <laughs> I guess one of the pieces to this puzzle lost on me uh, then is, if you ain't out for revenge, then why are you still here after all this time? Well, some people are just so full life that they just can't even leave it. The moment I saw that poor, parentless boy crying over his mama's grave, day in and day out, I vowed then and there to double my efforts in showing kindness to others. The spirit of death is powerful, but the spirit of life is too. And so that's what I've become. So people have you all wrong. Legend makes it out as though you're a menacing wraith. But in all actuality... You're just a bona fide sweetheart. Takes a sweetheart on the inside to make one on the outside. They should also put that on a t-shirt. Heartwarming as all this is, whatever became of that no-good murdering baby daddy, Mr. Borden? Uh, You you ever get his comeuppance? Not enough comeuppance, if you ask me. Mr. Borden was arrested, charged for murder, and sentenced to a hanging. However, the snake escaped the jail and fled Abbeville to somewhere in Texas. Well, hold up. So the bastard not only ran out on his boy, but he ran out on his own damn death sentence? Man, at least he never showed his face back in this town, I guess. Oh, but he did. Oh, hell no. Mind your tongue, young man. Yeah, shoot. Sorry about that. All's forgiven. But, as I said, Mr. Borden did indeed make his return to this very town. Citizens of Abbeville later gave accounts of having seen a large person in a black robe wandering the streets at night. A gentleman one night was out for a walk when he saw this hooded phantom and was scared half to death. The figure took off his hood, revealing himself as the very same Mr. Borden who'd done his lover wrong and escaped the hanging all those years ago. Takes a big bag of jewels to return to the same spot where you murdered your own girlfriend and let your son die all depressed and alone. As the weight of age and regret grew heavier on the Borden, he returned home in secret to find solace with what relatives remained to him. In his last days, he slept in their barn like a dog during the daytime and walked the dreary streets at night, dressed in all black to avoid detection. In the end, he too died depressed and alone. Do you think Mm. Mr. Borden's moonlighting as a bargain-bin Grim Reaper is why Abbeville attributes a mysterious, dark-cloaked figure to your own legend? Perhaps that is where they got this notion, but it's a false one. Dark-cloaked indeed. Why, I'm in a fancy dress fit for Sunday and carry parasol like a true southern belle. Well, why the parasol at night, though? That's fashion, baby. This is actually not for fashion. It's by nature of practicality, for you see, dumplings, sometimes hugging Molly gets caught up in the moment and her hugging sprees goes on to morning. Being the nocturnal guardian I am, I don't take well to daylight. This parasol keeps me from harm. Well, that's practicality, baby. Practicality is the new black. (laughs) You are really full of phrases that would do well on t-shirts. Oh, wait, what are you doing with the hook of your umbrella on your rear end like that? Scratch if it itches, even in your britches. <laughs> now that's a t-shirt I'd buy. Ah, hush. <laughs> <laughs> hey, following your story about Mr. Borden, I gotta ask, if you two both roamed the streets at night, why didn't you ever mingle? You could have scared him right to death if you wanted to. As I said before, I'm a spirit of life and not death, and I do hugs, not harm. That being said, there is nothing in my moral code forbidding me from choosing who I hug and who I don't. Simply put, he and I didn't mingle because I don't hug folks who don't deserve them. I don't blame you for that one. So, we've talked about your legend and history, but 
I believe there's more to this tale. For years since those earlier stories, several more accounts have mounted. One such occurrence was in 1908, with many eyewitnesses testifying sightings of a woman in black who haunted the streets at night. 1908, yes. That was the work of a charlatan, an imposter high on his own theatrics. People caught on to this prankster and got so fed up that the headland post editor Smith Deal printed this little ditty. Some unprincipled person is parading streets of headland at all hours of the night dressed as a woman in black. It is frightening the women and children and causing our large numbers of dogs to be kicking up a racket at most any time of night. I have been requested to notify the person or thing that it will be shot on sight by a certain husband and father whose wife and children were frightened out of their wits the other night. Somebody is likely to get hurted if they don't learn to behave themselves. <laughs> Sounds like Smith Deal had by enough of that bullshit. What I say about language. Right. So, sorry, ma'am. <laughs> but he had indeed had enough. The whole town did, in fact. There is nothing wrong with a little good-natured joshing around, but this person took their pranks too far. I heard a tale that in 1920, a guy named Matt Gregory wrapped up his final delivery for the night and was headed home. I want to have a shadowy figure described as very tall, very wide, and uh, dressed all in black. Chased the poor man all the way home. He vowed never to do a night delivery again. This does kind of sound like you, Miss Molly. You're very tall. Well, not very white and girt, but your bustle sure is. You're dressed in black and you sure run at people like the Dickens. Oh, Matt Gregory, that sweet boy. I watched him grow up since he was but a tadpole in the bucket. Chased him down and hugged him good in 1920 just as I did when he was a youngin'. Sure was happy to see him. Mac sure grew up, but he never lost those cute little dimples. You see, most people don't go out long after dark here in Abbeville, so I get real excited when I get to see familiar faces. Yeah, the road to self-urination is paved with good intentions, the proverb goes. Uh, does it, though? Yeah, I made that up. I want a t-shirt, too. <laughs> we now find ourselves at the part of the show where we discuss the other culprits behind your legend. You mentioned how Smith Deal ran a campaign against a charlatan posing as you in 1908. So, what other jabronis have masqueraded in your likeness? Well, there was the account of James Robert Shale, who was chased by a hooded hooligan in the dead of night during a walk home. His mama held the door open, witnessing the end of the chase, but it was certainly not me. So you're saying that it weren't... The real would-be killer on the loose, and instead just some old tomfoolery? The tommiest of foolery. The mama and son both survived, so the culprit was quite obviously not a real killer. Oh, speaking of fools, there was also the curious case of the college kids. That sounds like a children's mystery novel. Nancy Drew and the Curious Case of the College Kids. I'd read it. Would you really? Eh, nope. This story involves not a single Nancy nor Drew, far as I recall, as memory serves. Many college kids would sneak out of the dormitories at night to mingle with friends. One of the male professors, who happened to be seven foot tall, had enough of their midnight meddlings and took it upon himself to don a dark garb and terrorize them. This, of course, was falsely attributed to sightings of me as well. You really can't catch a break. Uh-uh. Heard of a more recent and lighthearted affair... I believe it was at the town's historical celebration in 2010. Yes, Yadda Abba Day. It's a big deal here in Abbeville. Yadda Abba? 
Sounds like a Swedish music festival. <laughs> yeah, the Abba is a Creek Indian term meaning grove of dogwoods. Abba Creek that runs through town got its name after the term, and before long, so did the town of Abbeville. Well, dang, that's awesome. I like Yada Abba Day. Uh, it's sort of like a heritage festival then. It started more as a celebration of spring, but it's really blossomed into a grand to do these days. Car shows, food trucks, garden vendors, and craft shows, but of it all, the music is my favorite part. I'm talking bluegrass country, rock pop, and of course, some good, wholesome gospel. <laughs> I know a little bit about gospel. Um, you said. You said you're a night spirit, though, so how do you manage sneaking into the daylight of the festival? Parasol, silly. I just pop her open and take on the merriment from afar. Wow, it sounds like a rootin' tootin' good time. So what happened to Yadda Abba Day in 2010, exactly? That year, Yadda Abba fell on May 8th, as it always falls on the first Saturday of May. During this particular celebration, a retired educator gave guests a historical ghost tour through our cemeteries. Another woman, dressed as Huggin' Molly, bolted towards the unsuspecting tourists like a bat out of... Well, I won't taint my tongue over a story, but you get the idea. Scared the living daylights out of them. So people still dress up as you to this day for some good-natured scares, is that what you're saying? They dress up all right, but nothing the way I do. No class at all, just a drape of cheap material and maybe an umbrella on a good day. It seems like your legend has elevated to more than just a ghost story to scare kids into good behavior. Well, you become a legitimate icon to these people. A mascot, even. Yeah, I was looking for a good eating spot around here, and uh, one of the highest-rated restaurants read Huggin' Molly's, serving burgers, shakes, and friendly hugs. At least they got that right about you. That old eatery brings me so much joy. Of course, I cannot go inside and have no need for the consumption of nutrients, but I still get tickled seeing all the families with children go in there for Cokes, ice creams, and malts. Yeah, it looks like a 1950s diner, complete with retro decor and movie posters and props from the era. I did a little digging and found out that Huggin' Molly's is owned by Jimmy Rain, founder of Great Southern Wood Preserving, who produces the Yellowwood branded timber. Yeah, I've seen them Yellowwood commercials. They're like an homage to the classic westerns, so it weren't really a wonder to see posters like The Searchers or Roy Rogers films. Some of the other posters include Kill a Mockingbird, Casablanca. Plus, they got one of the most gut-punching props in film history. Oh, the boxing gloves from Rocky? I mean, I'm, I meant more figuratively. Oh, you must mean the red wagon from Radio Flyer. What's sad about the wagon from Radio Flyer? It, it converted into an airplane, fly little Bobby far away from his abusive stepdad. I mean, they launched him off a cliff, and he lived happily ever after. Oh. Uh, you know, try reading in between the lines there, Florida man. Bobby rolled a wagon off a cliff and escaped. Yeah, he escaped by flying. What? Wait, no. No. No! Ah, jeez, I'm sorry. Maybe you were right. I'm sure Bobby flew away just fine. You promise? Yeah, sure. I mean, the movie said as much. Nothing unreliable at all about the way the narrator said, that's how I like to remember it. Oh, good point, good point. What prop are you going to say, sugar? Oh, yeah, the gun in the shop. Ain't just any gun. 
It's the gun from Disney's Old Yeller. Which gun from Old Yeller? There were several. Uh, uh the gun from Old Yeller. Again, though, there were several guns from Old... Wait. No. No. No! <laughs> Come back, Yeller! <laughs> Best doggone dog in the West. You youngins and your moving pictures. Oh, speaking of moving pictures, are there any movies based on the legend of Hagen Molly? Not that I'm aware of. Oh, damn shame. Damn shame. I mean, for the sake of y'all listening, Molly here kind of looks like that ghost from the horror movie uh, Mama. <laughs> Mama must have been a real looker. Sure. Yeah, she's a looker, all right. Tall, gangly, wispy hair floating around like she is submerged in water. Definitely lacking your fashion sense, though. No big bustle dress or parasol? Mama, my foot. She needs a mama to dress her up proper. Well, I don't think Sunday best was her aesthetic. I'll be. Will you look at that? The sun is already giving rise to a beautiful morning. Damn, it's morning already? Third time. Do I need to get the soap? Uh, sorry, no ma'am. Ah, jeez. Did we keep you too long, Molly? Well, I don't have any more time to go out hugging the children, that's for sure. Man, we're awfully sorry for keeping you. Oh, but that's all right. I got to hug a mix of two of the most darling youngins I've ever met. Most people just see me tearing after them, screaming for a hug, but escape before I can squeeze them. I can't thank you boys enough for spending time with this old lady. It really means the world to me. Anything you'd like to say to our listeners before you head off into the sun? Rise? Check in on your grandparents often and hug everyone's neck like it's the last time you'll see them. A little love goes a long way. Aw, that's a real sweet sentiment to pass along, Molly. Can we ask you one favor before we go? Anything. What can I do you for? How about a hug? Man, Molly, bring it in. Oh, you boys are going to make me cry. Molly, you're doing it again. (coughs) I'm sorry. I get carried away sometimes. It's okay. First hug from a woman I've had in months. (laughs) Wait, what? Feel free to shoot us an email at the tailgatepodcast at gmail.com. And uh, follow us on Instagram at the tailgate podcast for photos. Cast info, updates, and more. And as always, be sure to return in two weeks for our next episode. Uh, coming up, we're interviewing one of my old college mates. What'd you say she was again? A pyramid schemer? Uh, an Egyptologist. Maybe she's a pyramid schemer and you're just in denial. <laughs> say that to her face and she may send you straight to the chiropractor. Ah, good times, <laughs> good times. Yeah, well, That's a wrap. See you on the next episode. Hurry back now, you here? See you later, tailgaters. Thank you for joining this week's interview. Hug and Molly is performed by Katie Leatherberry. Aaron the Cheesehead is played by Aaron Sherry. You can check him out on the YouTube channel, So Can You. Harrison the Florida Man is played by Harrison Foreman. Theme song is performed by Matt Jones. This episode was written and edited by Aaron Sherry. 